This is a special episode for you, uh, not our normal video game podcast. We love us some horror movies, and we just needed to take an episode and just talk about some horror movies. Oh yes, I, I'm Sam Suvak, alongside Cody Tietrich. Cody, hello! Hi, how's it going? Hey. <laughs> How you doing, Sam? Well, you said we were going to like go, it would not be like a normal podcast, so I just went crazy. <clears throat> I mean, yeah. We decided, like, back in early September that we were going to, like, focus on horror this month. But we also discussed about, like, we should each watch each other's favorite horror movies. And then we can kind of, like, not review them, but just talk about how we felt about them. You know, get to know our personal tastes. Yeah. Um, And then Sam also watched a movie that I watched recently. And so we're going to discuss that as well. So, yeah, this is just a, you know, fun conversation between friends about horror movies. So we hope you enjoyed that. Mm -hmm. And... So Sam... By next week, we'll be back to a regular video game podcast, although it's still going to be horror-focused, so you got one more week of horror video games. So, um, let's just just go ahead and say what what movies we're going to be talking about this episode. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. So we're going to be talking about Terrifier, Mm -hmm. or The Terrifier, uh, The Descent, and Grave Encounters. Yes. Um, So which of those movies is your pick? Oh, so The Descent was my pick, um, and yours was, of course, Grave Encounters. And our special bonus one, which we were just going to watch, we each picked a movie and we were going to watch it, but then Cody had talked up the Terrifier so much that I just decided to watch that one, too. And as I was watching it, I'm like, what the fuck is even going on in this movie? I'm like, (laughs) we're going to need to talk about this with some spoilers, because, like... There's a lot going on with that. And so we, we're gonna yeah. we're gonna start with the terrifier. So <clears throat> if you wanna hear kind of like a non-spoilery review, go back a couple episodes uh, when Cody talked about it on the regular podcast. <clears throat> and he was really selling it as a um, return to slasher, like love letter to old slasher movies, and that it was just like great, fantastic, like just like the best thing in the world. Okay, um, it's not the best thing. I just personally enjoyed it a lot. I mean, um, you really liked this movie. You were really selling me on it. I, Art the Clown is very fucking creepy. He's and creepy. I think he's iconic for that role now. Yes, I would agree with that. Um, <clears throat> overall, I would say I did not like that movie. Like Okay. And For what reason? Here's my problem with it. So I like characters. Like I like people that I can get invested in and care about. Yeah. And okay. the the characters in this one, yeah. I mean, art was great. Art was cool. But yeah. the late the girls that start off the, the movie, they're not super likable and you don't really get much of their personality to like be invested in them. Um, so I wasn't into them. And then it kind of just felt like a lot of the movie was just, we could have this really cool, gory, weird death scene, and then let's just write a movie around all these different scenes. And it wasn't like, I don't know, it didn't like... Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah, the, as I, I think I said in that non-spoiler review, like, 
to do not come for the characters because legitimately Art is the only actual character. Everybody else is just there to get murdered. Okay, uh, I didn't there, remember you saying that. <laughs> there is one character, and she dies pretty early on, shockingly. I was like, oh, this is our main character. Like, this is who we're following the entire time. And then... Oh, you thought the no, blonde she's... girl was the lead? No, no, no. Um, what was her name? <clears throat> her friend. The one that gets ends up getting it's shot in the face. Dawn or Tara? Tara. Or... Tara okay. was the younger sister. She, that... she kept around for a while. I'd say at least half the movie, like the majority of the movie. She yeah, was, like half the movie. She was there. She was the, she was the lead. She was the clear lead. But, yeah. uh, but then her... <laughs> okay. Okay, but, okay. This, all right. So this movie, these girls, okay. They, all right, first off, they made a good decision because it was after the club, they were drunk, they didn't want to drive home drunk. Good for them, that's good. They go to have pizza, Art follows them, whatever. They come back, their tire is slashed, and so they call their friend, or they call the sister to come pick them up. And while they're waiting... Tara, the main girl, is like, oh shit, I have to pee really bad. Let me go in this creepy building where some guy in a jumpsuit just came out. And no offense to bald-headed guys, but he had a bald head. He had his jumpsuit. He looked kind of creepy. And I'm just like, no way in hell should you ever just go into some random building with a dude. No offense to dudes in jumpsuits. Uh, but like, no, no, do not do Black that. Yeah, I mean... She should have gone back to the pizza parlor and used the bathroom there. She could have fucking held it, okay? I don't care. She could have gone on the street. Her buddy told her to go on the street. And I mean, you know what? Although I think she made a point, like, she was, like, nervous about that clown guy being around. So maybe don't go on the street. But, you know, yeah. fucking hold it. It'll be fine. Um, <clears throat> so, really, <sighs> she's lucky that she didn't get murdered by somebody else who was already in that building. Just the way, and the way that fucking building was so run down and scary looking. And then going in that bathroom, that looked terrifying. And I'm just like, no, like she was lucky to be alive as long as she was after those decisions she was making. Um, and props to the to the guy in the jumpsuit because he was a good guy. He was actually a-okay. He was great. Um, he gets murdered later, but uh, but he was, you know, stand up guy. Uh, wasn't trying to molest or kill anyone. Uh, refer to him as uh, Billy Corgan, and then when he gets his head smashed in, they call him a smashing pumpkin. Um, that's good. That's good. Um, yeah, I definitely think that movie has flaws to it. Like uh, the characters are not well written. Uh, mm -hmm. They're not well acted most of the time. Like they do, yeah. they're doing their best. You can tell. Um, but I don't know. This something about art. Like art really just sells that movie for me. Yeah. Like I would. Like I said in the spoiler, spoiler free, I wish, I hope we get a Terrifier 2 um, and maybe to have a better budget because I think it's doing well for them on Netflix. I think yeah. a lot of people are watching it. Um, I mean, I don't care budget, about the budget. They, I care about just a better story and better characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bigger, so. better budget. They can maybe work a little harder on the story and the there, actors. There are lots of low budget films that have a great story. So that's good not point. the problem. The problem is they just didn't do it. Um but all right, let's get into let's get into some of this because there's some real impressive, gory and weird death scenes that we should just discuss because I mean it, it does some interesting things for a horror movie and I did appreciate that. So I know first off you want to talk about the lady that gets sawed in half, right? Oh my god! <laughs> so all right, so, so set a scene if you've never seen this movie and you're just like I don't have time to watch it. So 
Tara and her friend get kidnapped by, or, and brought back to his, like, murder chamber area. Uh, Tara is, like, duct taped to this chair, yeah. and she's got, like, duct tape over her mouth. Uh, and Art is, like, teasing her. And he walks in front of her and, like, pulls this drape off. And you're like, what the hell's happening? And her friend, whose name is just escaping me right now, is hanging upside down um, with only her panties on. Yeah. Art proceeds to, I think he cuts those off or he rips them off. He, I thought he like just ripped them off. He rips her underwear off. He just off. rips them off. But like you don't see anything like it. It doesn't, yeah, you don't like, see it. it doesn't show. Her, it's it's you, like one. You cut out. Set. He was saying you see her boobs, but like you don't see uh, yeah. any genital action. Um, he then goes and like grabs, which I believe is a rusty hacksaw. It's not like a clean hacksaw. It's a rusty one. And... Like that matters. I mean, it's fucking disgusting. Like, she probably, if she would, he only cut a little bit, she could may have lived, but she's going to get tetanus now. She's going to die regardless. It's fine. <laughs> she's going to die regardless. Uh, and, like, you kind of start putting two and two together about what he's about to do with that hacksaw. Uh, so Tara's, like, shaking, like, freaking out, like, like screaming. Um, and her friend's also screaming because she knows what's about to happen to her. Yeah. And Art just starts sawing away. Vagina first. Just yeah. going to it. Yeah. Um, That's like, not the it's way a you very go. long, slow, drawn out scene. And like, it's. Because he cuts all the way through her body. So, I mean, he goes yeah. all the way down, finishes slicing her head in half. So he goes all the way through, which it's interesting and crazy. But also, like, the realist in me is like, there is no fucking way that that little yeah, saw just... could do that. You call it a yeah, hacksaw. No I don't know. Like, but basically what it is, it's like the saw that has like, it's kind of like a U-shaped metal and then it has a real thin band of saw part. Yeah. Uh, I've tried to cut a fucking tree limb with one of these things. That thing gets stuck constantly. It's so fucking yeah. hard. There's no way that's going through her pelvis. No, like that's, she. he's not sawing through her with that thing. They sh I mean, had I he had a surgical saw, we could talk because those things are like made to cut through. Seriously, if he had any type of electric saw, I would have believed it better. But like that fucking handsaw, his arm would have been so tired. It would have taken like an hour, more than an hour to cut through that woman. Uh, so that was just, that was ridiculous. I mean, get a power saw. Uh, okay. Also, yeah. also, hold on, hold on. Sorry. Also, earlier you saw Art and he's carrying around this trash bag. And like when you went to the pizza place, he had the trash bag and you're like, what's in the trash bag? And it's like all his murder tools and instruments. And like, these are sharp fucking tools. I'm like, what kind of industrial strength trash bag does he have that these tools are not poking through? Because like, that's I, I impressive. I would assume he double bagged it. Like he had two trash bags in there. You're going to need like <laughs> 20 trash like bags. Five. More than five. You're going to um, need a lot, man. <laughs> I wasn't... We, we, skip forward a little bit the uh pizza parlor scene where like it's revealed art came back to kill people um yeah and he turned that one's dude's head into like a jack-o-lantern like yeah. he cut, cut yeah. the dude's head off and like put a candle inside of it and turned it into a jack-o-lantern i was like that was pretty cool looking i'll give him that um that was cool also going back to the beginning real quick we should have mentioned that it starts off there's a television interview and there's this woman who has survived uh Art's Night of Terror, whatever. And she is, like, super deformed. Uh, like, one eye is, like, really not there. The other one's, like, a milky whatever. Like, her lips are not... She's horribly disfigured. And then after the interview, like, you see her go kill uh, the newscaster that was interviewing her. And then... To be fair, the newscaster was, like, talking shit about her on the phone. 
like not paying attention like if anyone was behind her and then okay but that's not a reason to kill somebody just fyi okay. cody the social sociopath here no like no <laughs> that's not a shit reason dog shit. people are assholes you don't kill them it's fine um but anyway so at some point in the movie like i was convinced that art was this lady um even though like sometimes you could see art's eyes through the mask i was like no it's fine somehow somehow like the lady is art like uh that's not true but for a chunk of the movie i was thinking that's what the twist was gonna be uh we never find out who art actually is um but let's get to the second i don't know i might be out of order i didn't take notes here but the second really what the fuck uh instance in this movie and that is when um Dawn, I think, is the sister. Whoever the sister is, the sister comes in and she's in this creepy building looking for her sister. And she sees, like, this body on the floor and she goes to check it out. And the body's naked. I don't know why. Uh, and she turns it over and it's fucking art. And art has, like, cut off, like, the torso boob section of, I guess, the sister and is wearing it. And Art is just naked. And then there's this scene where Art chases the sister and there's Art's naked the whole time. And I'm like, what? What kind of serial killer just strips down and goes for it? Like, I don't, I don't know. Okay, so we should say, it's not the sister. It's, um, there's a cat lady. Okay, the weird the lady. Okay. And she has like a baby doll that she thinks is real. And Art finds the baby doll and like she's trying to reasonable art i guess the you don't see what happens but so the thing with that is he art ends up scalping her and yeah. also cutting off her boob area and wearing it yes. as his own um and, and and yeah is... so he when he's when he's chasing her he's like uh is doing the old tuck and like waddling like he i think he's also got high heels on maybe like maybe maybe i mean he's, he's going for it uh yeah he was like, okay, here's what I wasn't sure was because like you see a shot of like the the fake boobs in the midriff and it looked like a feminine midriff because it was like you saw his actual midriff. Um, yeah. But then later you saw kind of something that I thought it was like from the side. I was like, is that like penis pube things happening? I couldn't I really tell. So. so I I might I guess art is a man. I don't really He's know. He's just a very thinly really thin creepy. Real, like, uh, real good looking midriff on him though <laughs> i think the interview with one directors said that like the idea behind art was to make like this creature that reminds you of sickness and death like when okay. you think about death sickness like you think pale skin um bloody teeth maybe mm. and so like mm -hmm. I guess also to go along with that, you would have just like a really skinny, thin person because that's what you think of when you think of sickly people. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Dart is just very like thin looking when he doesn't have his clown costume on. Yeah. Um, yeah, that scene definitely <laughs> fucked creepy. And then like directly after that, he starts riding a tricycle. Like he goes and puts his clothes back on and yes, kills somebody and then he puts his clothes a tricycle. back on and then he I wasn't sure if it was actually a tricycle or if it was just a very small bicycle um but it's like a, I don't know it was it's real a small, small tricycle it was very small 
Um, but so the sister is over here trying to like get through this door and she like had gone up some, just like four or five stairs to get up to the door. And then over here, Art comes in and he's riding his little tricycle in a circle and like he kind of like falls over and hits some boxes and then like keeps going and just like going yeah. in a circle just to be terrifying, you know, for like he sees her trying to get away and he's like, <laughs> let me just do something real creepy. Um, so that was weird. Um, <clears throat> I don't know, like, I don't know if there's anything else like really weird. Until the other the thing after that is like, uh, he ends up, uh, Dawn ends up like inside of a, a locked building and Art hops into somebody's truck and like crashes through the wall and hits Dawn. Dawn goes flying and like they pan to Art who's in this truck and there's jazz music playing and Art's just like dancing like he's getting it. Like he's like, oh yeah, jazz music. I love jazz music. (laughs) That's Uh, really funny. And then he hops out and like starts eating Dawn's face. Oh, okay. And the cops show up and Art pulls a gun and you think, oh, Art's going to fight back against the cops. But then Art just shoots himself in the head. Yes. And then Dawn is still technically alive, and that is who is at the beginning of the movie with the deformed face. Which, at at that point, as I was looking at her, like, I guess I don't remember, like, too much of the face eating, but I was like, she did not look damaged enough to be that deformed as she was at the beginning of the movie. I was like, I don't don't understand how all that happened, like, because her eyes seemed fine at that point. So that was a little confusing for me. I feel like they could have done something better to make that more feasible. Um, Also, like, as soon as I saw Art do that, I was like, shooting himself, that is, like, super easy to fake. Like, he could have, like, his prosthetics rigged up to just let this, you know? And then, wouldn't you know, he goes to the morgue and, um, like, he's not dead. So Yeah, he's like, uh... Yeah or something because he like pops up and starts choking the dude well i think he faked it i don't i think he faked that i don't know i feel like they're gonna go with like art is like supernatural and can survive i mean maybe he did we won't know until the terrifier 2 but my money is on he faked it because like he seems real into theatrics and like That seems like something he would do. If he'd been actually shot by the cops, whoa, whoa, what? We just... forgot the scene where, okay, so at the beginning of the movie, you see Art putting together this weapon, and it's like a flail, uh, but with scalpels oh, yeah. on it instead mm-hmm. of like, like how a flail has like that ball with spikes at the end. Yeah. Instead, it's like a ball with like scalpels like reaching off, and he takes that and is like whacking Dawn on the back with it uh, at one point. And, like, seems very fucking painful to get hit by, like, scalpels yeah. multiple times. Like, I was yes. like, ow, that's yeah. got to suck. Oh, um, yes, yes, I think that would be fucking horrible. But also, you have to think, I mean, scalpers are just tied to this. So some of them are just going to, like, smack you and not hit with the sharp end. Still, you're point. getting hit by metal. It's going to hurt. But, um, yeah. you know, I think you're you're just like, there's some... There's some RNG going on there with your with your <laughs> flail hits on that one. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, do, I don't know. So overall, you like the movie, but you did not enjoy it nearly as much as I personally because of the characters. 
Um, I'm going to be honest with you. On Netflix, I gave it a thumbs down. Oh, they, they, they do the thumbs up, thumbs down thing now, don't they? they? Do, okay. yeah. I, thought, I thought it was still stars. Okay. <clears throat> no. I would have given this four to five stars. Yeah, I I didn't. I was like, I don't, I don't know. It's just like, it's weird and it's interesting for the weird stuff that it does. Uh, mm -hmm. But I'm like, at the end of it, I was like, eh, I mean, I, I feel like my time could have been better spent. Um, so. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But... Nothing wrong with that. Everyone has their own personal taste. <laughs> Okay, so right. that wraps up the Terrifier. Let's move on to a, something that I think we both enjoyed, The Descent. I would go on a limb and say, yes, we both really enjoyed this movie because <laughs> holy shit, Sam. All right. <laughs> so I have like heard great things about The Descent mm -hmm. and I never watched it. And so I'm glad you were like, oh, this is my favorite horror movie. Yeah. Watch this, Cody. Um. We are like five minutes into this fucking movie, and I w I had a holy shit moment. Yeah. So, I guess the kind of backstory behind the movie is, uh, there's like this group of friends, and a tragedy strikes where one of the girls is driving uh, with her husband and her kid in the back seat, and they like get distracted on the road and swerve into oncoming traffic. They hit a truck that has like. Not rebar, but uh, like metal poles. Big metal poles, mm -hmm. and the metal poles go flying through windshield and like impale both the dad and the little girl. Yeah, uh, and only the wife survives. Yeah, um, and like I was like, oh, yeah, oh shit, yeah. it's okay. That's right. like how the movie starts. Pretty much, there's just a little bit before that, so it's like it gets you right there, and it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. And then so like a year later. Oh, hold on real quick. Uh, let me just say, let me just say uh, the the husband was driving and he was looking over, having a conversation with his wife instead of watching the road. So yeah. always keep your eye on the road. I don't care how serious the conversation. Keep an eye on the road because, you know, you don't want to get impaled by poles and die. So. Um, and so like a year later, these friends come together with a couple extra friends and they're going to go cave dwelling. I guess Spelunking. what is that called? Spelunky. Cave exploring, yeah. Um, you know, just something to bond as friends. This, well, this group is really into, like, uh, adrenaline rush activities. So, like, at the beginning, they were doing some whitewater rafting. Uh, and then now they're they're doing some heavy-duty uh, cave stuff. So they just, they like adventure and they like doing stuff like that. So this is just, like, the next step on their continual journey for yeah. adrenaline rush um and as you can probably guess because it's a horror movie uh everything starts out kind of normal and then quickly goes to shit very quickly um so first off they go inside this cave pretty sweet in here um got a call out very bad cgi bats bats <laughs> look very fucking fake like those <laughs> things are flying around and i was like we could like that looks like a halloween decoration you just throw up in the air like <laughs> okay. um so they go into this cave and they're gonna go through this small little tunnel, like crawl space area. And so the first person goes through it is fine. Uh and like she gets like halfway and like someone starts rumbling. And like when the rumbling started to happen is when I realized inside of me, I think I'm a little claustrophobic. <laughs> yeah. Fuck caves. I'm never going into caves, Sam. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, and so like 
they all start going through, and it's just the last two, which is the ma- our main character, Sarah, who mm-hmm. had the accident. It's her and then her friend, Beth. Uh, and, like, they're going through, and Sarah gets stuck. Like, I Sarah's think the, the last gets one. Caught. So she gets, yeah. she gets stuck, and she starts having a little panic attack. Yeah, and so Beth comes back and gets her, and then, like, the rumbling starts happening more. And Beth is like, we need to go, because then the tunnel collapses. Well, like, uh, they while they're there, this rock, like, Kurt falls down a little bit, and she's like, fuck it, we have to get out of here right now. Because uh, yeah. Sarah's like, she's got her breathing calmed down. Uh, she's like, what about the rope bag? And Beth's like, fuck the rope bag, we have to get out of here. So they get out of there. The tunnel collapses completely, and they don't have the rope bag, which that'll be important later, obviously. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just like, it does such a good job from the beginning of being really spooky and making you uncomfortable before even like the monster stuff happens so yeah um, i think everybody's a little claustrophobic when they watch that scene oh yeah uh and so after that it's kind of revealed that this girl juno who i did not like from the very start because at the start of the movie you can kind of tell she is having an affair with sarah's husband like i could tell from the start i was like it's fucked up, dog. It's well, yeah, up. because what happened was they were doing their whitewater rafting. Someone knocks Juno out of the boat for fun, whatever. So she gets out and she's all wet. And so the husband is over there checking on her. And, like, you can just see that they share a little moment there. Like, a little, uh-oh, that's not that's not something he should yeah. be doing with that friend. Uh, and then, just say, just say this also. So uh, after the accident, Sarah wakes up in the hospital. She's freaking out. Beth, her best friend is there like consoling her uh juno like kind of looks at them and then just like runs down the hall and leaves them because like she just she abandons them so that's something that'll come into play later yeah um and so like after this it's real that juno took them so the idea was that they were going to like this like traveling like a cave that a bunch of travelers go to and like it would just be like a tourist like a basic expedition yeah Yeah, tourist like an easy easy yeah. Uh, instead, Juno took them to an unexplored, like, area, and they were going to, like, find it together and name it. This was her big plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, as you can tell so far, with the tunnel collapsing, it's gone to shit. Yes, and the um, thing is, so you're supposed to file a flight plan with the authorities when you're going into caves. And so uh, I think Rebecca, one of the other ladies, she had filed the plan saying they were going to these tourist caves. So nobody knows where they are. And so no one will yeah. be looking for them. So there is that. Uh, and so they start to explore through the cave, trying to find an exit. Uh, and they find they get to like this patch where there's like a big gap. Like it's a big ravine. And so one of the girls has to, like, fucking climb up there, like, with her bare hands. Climb across the ceiling. And, like, set stuff so they can have, like, a pulley system to get people across. And so they make it through that. The only issue is, like, Juno at the very end is, like, oh, what are you going to say? While she's climbing across, she sees a, it's called a pitten. Of the little thing she's sticking up there oh, to yeah. put the rope in, she finds one that's already there that's like antique looking, and so yeah. it's like a hundred years old or something. And so she's like, "People have been here before, and mm-hmm. the caves are still not named, so that's not looking good." So that means nobody's yeah. gotten out. So like, Juno's the last one who crosses, and 
she decides she needs to be like a fucking hero and like we need all the equipment we can get and ends up falling and well, because she's doing the hand climb across the roof also to undo the pittons that were there so that they can take all of the rope and the materials with with them uh but something happens at the end she kind of falls she like falls and, and rebecca has the, the rope, rope. oh Just... And she fucking had gloves on and it like cut through the gloves and like sliced her palm open and it looked, oh, it was horrifying. Um, So now she's got a bum hand, uh, but they get Juno up. So everyone's still technically okay. Yeah. And so I think they're like getting, they think they're getting close to an exit because they're using a lighter to like judge where wind is going. And one of the girls gets really excited and like takes off on a full sprint thinking mm-hmm. she sees daylight and ends up slipping and falling into this hole, breaking her leg. And so they all climb down there and it's a very big, like, gross looking fracture. You see the bone um, sticking out. It's horrifying. And they had to like push it back in Ooh. to like set a splint. Yeah. Um, and so while they're tending to her, Sarah hears her daughter laugh and like goes to explore a little bit. And she goes into this like cave area and she can hear something inside and it sounds like a growling. So she turns her lights on. She's got like the headlamp and then she also has a flashlight and they're both like peering. And she kind of like lands on this like, looks like a kind of like a human, like a bald headed human almost. Albino. Yeah, it's albino looking. And then it turns and looks and Sarah's like, oh, oh. and as she did that, it, it darts away. Mm-hmm. And like Juno shows up and is like, what are you doing? Like, we all need to be here. And she's like, there's someone here. There's someone here. Um, well, and at the beginning, and like, they were talking about things that can happen in a cave if you're not careful. And, like, you can get paranoia. You can get hallucinations. Yeah. All this stuff. So everyone's like, no, you're just you're just hearing things. It's it's not real. Yeah. And she's like, no, I fucking saw it. So. And so I think they, like, they get the splint on the girl. And they're kind of, like, moving forward a little bit. And then they get into this point part of the cave, and I think some of the lights start going out on their headlamps and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they have to turn on the camera they have that has infrared, like infrared, but uh, night vision. They can see in the dark. Night yeah. vision. Okay, that's what. It was. And this is like what I've always heard is the most iconic scene because mm-hmm. it's the first time that we see the monster, which I've read online is called mm-hmm. to the crawlers. That's what. Yeah, called. I think that's right. Um, and so, like, the person's like panning, and she pans one way, and she pans the other way, and then right behind one of them. The creature's just standing there and it looks up and like screeches and you're like, oh shit. Um Yeah, that's that's a good scene. I remember it is. uh the last time I watched this, I was with my friends Daniel and Holly, and I, we'd all seen it before, but when we got to that scene, like Holly and I both screamed out loud because we're like, ah, because it just like takes you by surprise. So it's yeah. real good. And so instead of like acting rational and like, hey, let's all stay calm here, they all freak out reasonably, I guess. Yeah, I mean, who the fuck is going to stay calm? Although, to be fair, to be fair, really, only the person with the camcorder should have been freaking out because nobody else would have been able to see it, right? If they didn't I mean, they to... heard the screech because it made oh, a right. very loud screech noise in that girl's ear. Oh, that's true. That's true. Um, yeah, I would be running. I'd be freaking so out, too. They kind of all, like, scatter? Wait, is that? I think that's at the time, like, it's behind. I think it just, like, I think it's behind Holly and it just, like, takes a trunk out of Holly's neck. Is that when this starts? I think this it's is like right after, like, as they're scattering. Okay. Uh, Holly's running, and then one of them like bites her throat, and that's when Juno starts fighting him off. Um, yeah, because Holly gets her throat ripped out and like is pretty much dead on the spot, and so well, Juno is fighting them, trying to 
I don't know if she she's fully lived. dead because Juno's trying to get the body because the creature's trying to take the body with him and Juno's trying to keep it and then they're fighting yeah. and then another creature comes and attacks Juno. So the one gets away with Holly and then do you want to go and say what happens? Yeah, and so Juno kills this one and then someone is like walking up behind her and so I guess Juno assumed it was another one of the crawlers and turns and swings and nails Beth right through the throat. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, oh, shit, you just fucked up so bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so Beth, like, reaches and grabs this necklace, which will come into play later. Yeah, I mean, she just, wasn't trying to. She was just dead. trying to grab somebody to be like, yeah. <laughs> she just needed help. You and know? she's, she's pretty like, much like, she's like, don't leave me. And then Juno leaves. Because Juno has which, a history of leaving. Yeah. Uh, which is, like, growing in my whole, like, I can't wait to see this bitch die. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And so the other two girls, Sam and Rebecca, stick they're, together. Yeah, and then they're sisters. I thought Sarah was dead. Cause, so Sarah, like, I guess, trips and falls in a hole and, like, yeah. hits her head. And, like, you yeah. hear a snap almost. I was yeah. like, oh, she's dead. No, I was like, oh, that sucks. Okay. I guess <laughs> these three are our main people. Yeah. And so there's a couple, there's like a scene where Sarah and Rebecca are hiding from uh, one of the monsters and, like, they think they're good. Uh, but then. Sam had this watch on from her boyfriend and like she chucks it and then Juno is screaming looking for Sarah and so they're like okay they'll all go to her we're safe and I just made a note of this when I was watching it this time but like um Sarah and Rebecca their lights whatever having situations so they have these green glow sticks so like all of their scenes like have a green glow to them yeah. uh, but then um Juno, I don't know if she had a flare going or what. She, a flare. she had a flare. Yeah. And so all of her scenes are very red. And it's just like, you know, she's like the murderer now and she's got the red scene. Um, yeah. And then Sarah ends up building this little torch. And at some point, like, she's got like these orange scenes. So it's really interesting that like they each have their own like different colored scenes. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, and so. Sarah's not dead, actually. She wakes up in kind of, I guess, the feeding ground of yeah. these creatures. Mm -hmm. And she sees Holly getting eaten alive because she has the camcorder. Yeah. Like, she can see it. And, like, so after Juno starts screaming, they all leave. And, mm -hmm. like, she, this is when she starts to, like, get a move on. She finds the stuff to make the torch. And then as she's about to leave that area, she finds Beth. And Beth kind of is like, Juno left. Like, don't trust her. Like, She's gonna do this to you. Um, yeah, she said like Juno when... did this, and yeah. so I was like, no, no. And then she finds the necklace in Beth's hand. The necklace, which said uh, "Love Each Day," which is what her husband always said, yes. and that's when it clicks with Sarah that Juno and her husband were having an affair, mm -hmm. and that's what Juno meant earlier when we all lost something in that crash. Mm -hmm. And you're like, oh, I can't wait for this bitch to die. Like, oh mm -hmm. fuck. Yeah. Um, and and then there's this really just great scene where uh, Sarah stands up and she has like the climbing axe in one hand and her torch in the other. And she's covered in blood because it's just like, okay, well, oh, I don't think it's there yet. Okay, okay. This is the other iconic scene yes. I've heard about. And yes. I was almost about to puke. Um, <laughs> so like, I guess like a baby crawler hops on her and she kills that real quick. And then like a mother crawler shows up. And like starts chasing her, and she falls into what I thought. Assume she probably thought was water. It's not. It's a bloodbath. It's literally a bloodbath. 
Yeah, and so she's like under there for a while, and then you see the air bubbles pop up. And I don't know if you know anything about water physics, but if there's an air bubble popping up, it means someone's trying to get air. So she definitely intook some blood inside of her, and I just started like gagging. I was like, oh, God, oh. Because it's not just blood. Like, there's chunks in there, there's like some Ugh. stuff in there. Yeah. Oh, it's gross. <laughs> um, and so she starts to climb out to get to her torch. Well, she, no, she very and... slowly comes up where she raises her head and it slowly raises up and it looks like yeah. like maybe like a Rambo scene or something where just like yeah, slowly raising out say. of the water and then she looks so fucking badass. Yeah, yeah, she does look badass. Uh, and then the mom crawler shows up. She kills that real quick. Yeah. And I guess like, let's just say the dad crawler shows up and she kills that one really quickly. And then, yeah, she's covered and blood and there's that like cool scene where she's got the torch in one hand and like is it an axe or it's a bone club oh, looking okay. thing yeah one or the other um and you're like fuck yeah like sarah just took out a bunch of them like this is it right like there's not that many left <laughs> and so cut back to like sam and rebecca are trying to get through the tunnels and then they get jumped by one and juno shows up and saves them and is yeah. like oh beth died it's like no you killed her you asshole um <laughs> and so I want to say they start going back the way they came almost or they're, I, they're going away and they get to like another scenario where there's a ravine and no, Sam. No, no, no. no. Like, so what happens is they get attacked and they scatter because Sam gets mm-hmm. to that ravine by herself. That's right. That's right. And she decides to go do some ceiling climbing again. She goes out and like hooks herself on. So she's just kind of hanging from the ceiling. And then I think Juno and Rebecca find her right before a creature finds her. Yeah. Um, that's right okay yeah because more creatures more crawlers show up and you're like oh fuck okay there's actually a lot more than we thought there would be mm-hmm. um, and well, so I don't know what you were thinking I crying. thought there were going to be a lot of crawlers I wouldn't assume that it was I really good I was, like, I was like oh this has got to be like a small like <laughs> 10 at most you know, there's, there's not like 40 of them there's a lot um, so yeah they uh, they get almost jumped pretty much by crawlers and so they get separated a little bit from each other and like Sam starts doing the crawling thing. And then she, I guess the idea was she was going to lower herself into the water below because she had thrown a rock and she heard oh, a splash. She? She's like, oh, there's water below me. Oh, okay. Um, I didn't know what her plan was. Yeah. But when she gets out there and like Juno's like, come back, Rebecca's like, come back. A crawler shows up and like rips her throat out. Yeah. And it's so hanging she, from the like, ceiling with her. Yeah, but she gets like a, she stabs her with a pocket knife and it falls into the water. And then she like, is hanging upside down like dripping blood and you're like yeah. that's a pretty cool scene fucked yeah. up like that girl like none of these people deserve to die except for juno to be honest here like juno's a fucking asshole and like okay all right let me just let's just also say okay adultery is bad but it doesn't mean you should be murdered uh and it was an accident with killing beth okay like that was it was I a mean, moment was it, it or was the it heat of battle she had no problems with beth right. she that was an accident i mean she thought it was a life and death situation. No, okay, the adrenaline's racing. Accidents happen. So, I mean, technically, even Juno didn't really deserve to die. And she's yeah. been trying to make it up. She's been trying to save people. She saved a few people. She killed some crawlers. So, And so then the crawlers show up and attack Rebecca and Juno. And Rebecca gets, like, her stomach ripped out, it kind of looked like. I couldn't, like, get a clear indication of what got ripped out. But, like, they just start crawling at her. Oh, I think this is where I had to close my eyes for a second. Because I think they're crawling through something. And one grabs her and pulls her back. And I think there's some fingernail damage that I oh, that I had to yeah. close my eyes for. As soon as I saw it coming, I'm like, nope, don't want to watch that. Because that, I can't handle that. So. Yeah. And so, so she got Juno pulled says, back at me. 
yeah, Juniper much says fuck it, jumps down into the water. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a crawler, that crawler that fell is still alive, and like she has to pull the pocket knife out, like kind of stab another time real quick before it dies. And I have to say, these ladies are pretty good at killing these crawlers. I mean, it's yeah. really impressive how many that they kill. So yeah, um, and I want to say she like finds her way to like a little alcove, and then that's where Sarah and Juno meet up again. Yeah, she climbs back out of that water and climbs up somewhere, and then her and Sarah run yeah. into each other. And, like, Sarah's, like, looking like a badass, and Juno's like, what's going on? Sarah looks um, fucking, like, crazy. Like, like she's obviously been through some shit, and, like, you don't want to cross yeah. her. And so I think they're making their way through this tunnel following... See, they had found out well, that these, like... No, at first, so, like, they meet, and uh, Sarah's asking about people. And, you know, oh, Polly's yeah. dead, and she's like, what about Beth? And she's like, Beth's dead. She's like, you saw her die? And Juno's like, Yes. And then you think something's going to happen, and then Sarah just kind of lets it go. And she's all right. She's like, let's get out of here. And so then they head off. Yeah. Uh, and so they had found that, like, Juno had found that they, people who had been there, like, 100 years ago had actually marked the way they came in. Mm-hmm. So they were going to use those directions to get out of the tunnel. And so, like, as they're getting closer and closer, the crawlers show up and start attacking. And they're fighting them off. Um, and they actually, they fight, like, three off? Three to four off? Yeah, I think like, Juno had one and Sarah had two, and they like they yeah. each finish them off. It's it's pretty badass. There, it was a good fight. And scene. so, they stand up and like Juno's like, "We gotta go." And Sarah like looks like she's about to swing at Juno, and I'm like, "Fuck yes, let's do it." And then she swings down and right right through the knee. Okay, but you're missing the point. That rolling for it. So she's standing there holding her thing. And looking oh, badass, yeah. and then she like opens her hand just a tiny bit, and the necklace falls down. And Juno and sees she... it and is like that oh shit moment in her eyes where she knows yeah. that Sarah knows what happened, and then she like s- strikes her in the knee. Yeah, like right through the kneecap, pretty mm-hmm. much. And like Juno falls and like is like fuck and like rips it out and like realizes she's gonna like make a final stand, mm-hmm. and Sarah is just booking it. And I was like, all right, fuck yeah, like that's that's. Awesome. Okay. Yeah, and all these um, crawlers are coming at Juno. Like you see her, like she's like surrounded. Yeah, there's like they show so. that Juno. They show Juno turning around, like with the axe in her hand, and like a bunch of them jump up on these rocks, and you're yeah. like, oh shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Sarah finds a way out, and like it's crawling up this like like a vertical hill, like covered in bones. And, like so, she's like mad dashing up this like hill, like grasping for life, pretty much, and she gets out. And she runs to the car, gets in the car, and I'm like, this is where I was like, oh, shit, there's going to be a crawler in the car. <laughs> she's driving. And she, like, gets very far away, pulls over on the side of the road, and, like, it's, like, having, like, a mental breakdown pretty much because she just survived all that. And has to throw and up I out see... the side window of the car because, like, I swear well, to God. Before that, oh. the 18-wheeler comes by yeah. and, like, almost hits her and, like, starts honking the horn. I was like, oh, shit, she almost died there. And then she leans her head out and starts throwing up. Ugh. And I'm like, oh, no. Cody, you frozen for me. Can you hear me? Cody, you're making a really funny expression. I'm going to try to make it, too, so we'll match. So what was the last thing we talked about? The throwing um, up scene? Throwing up scene. Okay. So she's throwing up. And I'm like, oh, God, another 18 words going to drive by. And it's going to hit her in the head and, like, decapitate her. Right? <laughs> No, she like throws up, sits back up, and looks to her right, and 
Juno yeah. is just sitting there, but like looks like like a creepy, dead Juno, like, like a dead Juno, and she screams, and that's end of the movie. Um, wait, holy shit, did I love this movie? Like, wait, wait, that's the end of the movie. Is, is something else happen? Well, I was watching the unrated director's cut of the movie, and obviously you were watching a different version of the movie because okay, yeah. in my version. Uh, she sees Juno, screams, and then it's, the scene changes, and she wakes up, and she's back in the cave. She hasn't gotten out of the cave. Okay, so th- I've heard this ending, yeah. so I was very confused why I just ended there. I was like, oh, that's very weird. And that's that was the biggest complaint I had with that movie. Like, I love that movie, yeah. but I feel like it, it took a cheap way out. So she wakes up in the cave, and that's it? Yeah, like so she's she wakes up in the cave, and throughout the movie, she's had you've seen her have these little hallucinations where she's remembering her daughter's uh, fifth birthday, and she's got a little birthday cake, yeah. and you see her. And so what what happens is like you see the daughter with the birthday cake, and they're like sitting in the cave together uh, with the birthday cake, and then like I think that the hallucination fades out, and it's just her there, and then that's where the movie ends. So she's like still in the cave. So okay. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, I really like that movie. Uh, it did a like a lot of like the claustrophobic horror mm-hmm. was really cool. Uh, the crawls are very cool design and really, really awesome. Um, and they have I got really, they have really nice, like they have this noise that they make. That's yeah. kind of like a clicking groaning sound. That's really yeah. creepy. Like, I guess it's part of their echolocation or something. Cause I don't know if we said it, but I mean, they're blind. They don't see with their eyes. Yeah. They hear things. And so that's, it was important in the movie, but that's fine. Um, I got invested in each of the characters. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like my biggest complaint was the ending. Just like what was with the random dead, you know, like, yeah. Um, very weird choice on that part. But like, a really good movie i'm very glad i got to watch it and like so this will tie in later when we talk about grave encounters but i was like oh another movie that has a part two yeah i wonder what happens in part two apparently in part two sarah goes back into the cave because some cops force her to to show them where the bodies are and i'm like fuck them yeah i i've seen it i didn't remember it but i read the summary of it so, like, she gets out and tells them what happened. They're like, fuck that. We need to go find your friends and you're going to show us. So they go back in and guess who? Guess what they find when they go inside the caves? Oh, what do they find? Juno's still alive. Oh. <laughs> fuck, I don't want to watch that movie. I like my idea. I like that she's uh, dead. I don't think but she survives the second movie, though. All right, good, good, good. <laughs> um, apparently, it's like a part three. Really? But it's gonna be like a entirely different group goes into the cave. Okay. Um, yeah, because apparently they like the guy who made the second one has already started writing it. So I was like, okay, cool. But yeah, I was like, oh, cool, part two. Maybe I have to watch that sometime. But uh, yeah, I think it was good. A lot. Yeah, and I think like one just one of the things that I like, like I said, characters and like the characters are very well developed in in this one, and yeah. so like you you get attached to them and you're in you care about what happens um so yeah i was yeah, when like sam got her throat ripped out i was like bro i fucking feel so bad for you like you just were here to have fun like get yeah. a boyfriend and shit back home like she was about to be a doctor yeah 
Uh, yeah, like, fuck, dude. Like, and fuck then, you, Juno. And, like, fuck her so and her sister, like, they had, like, the sister relationship and stuff where, like, yeah. Rebecca's the older one. And she's, like, trying to, like, coddle Sam. She's like, I can do it. Just leave me alone, you know? I'm like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's cute. Wow. Um, so, yeah, they're really good. I was I was a little worried when I sat down to rewatch this because I'm like, it's been a while. I'm like, is it as good as I remember it being? Am I going to be disappointed? And then I'm like, no, nah, it's still great. It's fantastic. So, yeah. yeah it was a really good movie. It was a really right. good movie. Let's let's move on to our our final movie. <laughs> Grave I'm, Encounters. I'm a little worried. I feel like you set the bar really high with the descent and like I like okay, so my movie that I picked, this is one of my favorite horror movies of all time. I watched it countless times. Uh is called Grave Encounters. Um basic pitch of this movie is a pretty much ghost adventures crew goes into this haunted asylum um but like they're kind of fakes like they've never actually had anything real and like they have a medium who's like he's totally fake like he's just making shit as he goes and you see him paying the gardener to like make up a story because yeah like first they ask him have you ever seen anything weird he's like nah they're like hey how about here's 20 bucks now really have you ever seen anything he's like oh yeah there was a ghost over there so yeah um and so they stay the night in this haunted asylum and they finally get to experience ghosts Mm -hmm. and shit hits the fan rather quickly. Um, So Sam, what did you think of Grave Encounters? I did not care for this movie, Cody. I'm so sorry. I I didn't. I was like, man, I got really, really bored. Um, and I was just oh, like, it's definitely oh. a slow movie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and here's it, it. It had some marks against it from the get go because I told you previously, like I watched Malevolent just recently. Yeah. And it's a pretty but, similar see, when theme. When you did that one, I was like, and oh was no. Like, oh jeez, like... this is okay. But it starts off, and I'm like, well, this is this is a lot better because like I like these characters. They're kind of fun. Oh yeah. They're like they're definitely better than the previous one, and they kind of get right to it. And you know, it was like this is this is all right. Um. But then, like, once they get locked in the, the asylum, and, like, they're putting up all their cameras, and they're, like, going around checking stuff, and, like, nothing is happening for a really long time. Yeah, there's, like, a solid 20 to 25 minutes of this movie where they're just doing setup, and it's, like, we really didn't need to see this. Like, you could have smash cut, just, like, had a quick little montage. They had and... the, the AV guy, like, putting up all these cameras in the room. And, like, they showed him, like, setting up, like, five or six of them. And I'm like, dude, you could have just showed me one, and I would have got yeah. it. But, like, they yeah. wanted to show all the locations and let it be spooky. And I was just like, dude. Um, but I will say, once they get into it and once the action starts happening, the action that happens is pretty good. It's just like it seems like there'll be a little bit of action and then some like boring time and then a little bit of action. And I'm just like, oh, dude. And by the time we got to the end, I was like, is it over yet? Please be over. And then like it would cut and I'd be like, is it over? And then like, nope, come back. It wasn't quite done. And then I'd be like, is it over? Nope. No. And it's just like, oh, but let's uh, let's get into some of the, the cool things that it did have going for it. So basically... They're, they're getting the scoop from various people uh, before they do their lock-in. And, like, one of them is like, hey, there's this window, and I lock it every night, and then I come in in the morning, and the window's open. Or here's this bathtub where this young girl killed herself. Um, 
there's like a room where it had like writing all all over the walls like you like you see in an insane asylum i guess yeah um so there are all these things. So those are the things they're checking out. Um, they were talking about their EVP, the electronic voice phenomenon, where they'll like talk into an audio cassette recorder. And then like when they play it back, they'll see if there's like any hidden sounds in there that you didn't hear at first. And like because of the new Ghostbusters movie, like I can't hear EVP without like laughing and thinking about oh. the fart joke <laughs> from the Ghostbusters yeah. movie. So, so that was funny. Uh, I was waiting for something funny to happen there, but it didn't. Um, but yeah, so they go, they get locked in, they do all their stuff, nothing's happening. They're supposed to get let out at six o'clock the next morning. And so like, it's like 4.30 or something. I think that's the first thing that happens is TC, the camera guy, has the door slam. Is that yeah, like the first the, thing? Well, so he's like, the idea is, okay, go get some like long like walking shots the hallways yeah. and then come back and we'll hang out here till six. Mm-hmm. Um, Which everybody was pissed at the main guy. It's like, why did you actually have him lock us in? Yeah. We, we, just, we could just say we were locked in. We didn't actually have to be locked in. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, also, just to point out, when they first were going into the asylum, the main doors that they were going in, it was uh, there was a lot of graffiti around, and on the front door, there was spray-painted, Death Awaits. So it was, like, pretty ominous. So that's important. Um, so then TC, the camera guy, hears this door slam. They're like, oh, that's cool. Let's try to, like, get some of this going on. So they, like, keep talking to ghost spirits and being like, show yourself, do this stuff like nothing's happening right and then um i don't i don't think they get anything on the evp but then while she's while the girl is doing that yeah uh, she's talking this nothing you can see a ghost apparently like lifts up her hair and so she starts flipping out completely which you know i guess is reasonable um but it was it was it was a neat neat scene it was like okay now we're starting to like maybe get into some stuff this is cool um but so she flips out, and I guess does she just go back to the lobby and is like, "I'm, I'm done. I'm not dealing with this." Yeah, like she runs into like the stairwell, and it's just like, "No, like let's let's get the fuck out of here." Yeah. Uh, and then yeah, I think they go back to like the little base camp area, and I want to say they fall asleep. No, so Lance, no, no, the main no, 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 guy, no. goes off and just tries to find some more stuff, and nothing happens. And so then they're like, let's uh, just gather up our equipment and get ready to go. They send Matt, I think, is the AV guy to like go get his cameras again. And, like you see him take down one and then like you see that freaking window is open that the guy yeah. said was always getting opened. And then Matt disappears and they can't get a hold of him. They have these walkie talkies they've been using and they can't get a hold of him. And it's like, it's like 530 in the morning or something. It's yeah. like really close to when they're supposed to be getting out. And so they go looking for Matt and they can't find him. And I don't know if I don't think anything happens there yet. It takes it takes a real long time for the real action to start. Um yeah. so then they go back and they're just hanging out in the lobby, which I feel like they like gave up on looking for Matt pretty quick. They were just like, meh, I guess we'll find him when He'll show the groundskeeper up. comes or something. Uh groundskeeper doesn't come. So they're getting pissed, like really pissed, uh, because their phones don't work. 
They've lost Matt. They can't get out of the place. So TC, the camera guy, is like, he's freaking out mad. Like, he's like, I have to get out of here, like, right now. Um, and so he, like, gets a gurney and starts trying to, like, bang it against the door to try to get the door open so they can get out. And eventually Lance comes and helps them and they get this door to open and it opens into a hallway. And you're like, what the fuck? This was the front door. How is it a hallway now? So it's like, that's where it's like, oh, okay, this is getting really interesting now. Um, yeah. And then while they're arguing about that, I think, okay, the girl's name is Sasha. And it's pronounced Sasha, not Sasha, which I thought was weird. But anyway, so while they're arguing, she like is looking at these doors and she closes the door and looks at it and it has the spray paint death awaits on the door. Yeah. So it's like these are the front doors that they came in, but now they are just opening to another hallway. And then it starts this little series where um, just time seems to be doing weird things. They go to have some snacks and they look in their cooler and like all the food is rotted and has maggots and it looks like it's super old. They're like, what's happening? It's only been a few hours. Obviously the groundskeeper never comes and lets them out. Um, so they start exploring again, trying to find a way out of here. Uh, the windows have bars on them. All of the, like the lower floor windows have bars on them, I guess so they can't get out that way, but like upstairs, those windows open, so if they, like, had some rope or some cords, I feel like they could get out, but I don't know. Yeah. The, the asylum starts doing things where, you know, hallways are changing. They climbed up, they were, like, on the fifth floor, and then, like, they found a You Are Here map that says they're on the first floor. And just, like, weird, weird stuff. They're, they're trying to get to the roof so that they can use the fire escape and get down. And they find the sign that says, oh, roof access this way. And then they go up the stairs and it's just like a wall. Like the stairway ends in the middle of a wall. So like uh, the whole hospital seems to just be like reinventing itself um, to keep them trapped in like a maze. Um, and like, I don't recall the timeline of this stuff, but this is where the neat stuff starts happening. So I think like my favorite scene in the movie is... Okay, because a lot of times they'll, like, decide to take some naps because they don't know how long they've been there. They're tired, so they take naps, and then they wake up and something crazy is happening. So I think that's what happened. They wake up, and the room just has, like, hundreds of arms sticking out the walls and sticking out the ceilings, grabbing at them. Yeah. And it looks freaky and fantastic. Like, I thought that was really yeah. well done. Um, then there's... I don't know, there was... I'm, again, I'm like totally out of order, I think. But like at one point they find just like this severed tongue on the ground and then they look up and there's this person, I guess, who's had some real hard times, like just perched up in the corner of the ceiling and like yeah. obviously is missing a tongue and like has blood dripping down. It's like Rawr! at them and then they run, get chased. Um, I don't know what else. What else is happening here that I'm not remembering, Cody? uh so i think like right before the tongue on the floor thing they actually so the medium guy who's like a fake medium goes into a hall like gets separated goes into yeah. a hallway by himself and like 
I guess like one of the spirits like lifts him up and just fucking like body slams him and kills him real quick. Well, he like um, I think he, something happened because like I think he gets lifted up and is kind of like ah first and like it's fine yeah. and then it lifts him up again and does this like almost explosion and like tosses him down the hall and like it's like I guess he's dead now because yeah. you know he's not getting up. But... Um, and then they find Matt and he is like in a hospital gown and he has a band on his wrist that has like all his information like he's been a patient there well before they found max they woke up one time and they all had the bracelets on with their own names and so they were freaking out about that one time they woke up and sasha had the word hello etched into her back so she was freaking out about that because i guess you know obviously she slept through it and like yeah um so yeah they find matt and then they go back into the room with the bathtubs yeah and the bathtub that the girl had killed her so there's a bathtub a girl had killed herself in by slitting her wrist has like water into it well it looks bloody water it looks like bloody water uh and i think this is is where tc gets it yeah tc like is like standing next to it like yelling he's like what the fuck is this and then something jumps out and like grabs him and pulls him in. Yeah. Go on. You're well, like, and, then, the fuck? and then they're like, because they're like, ah, so they're like tipping over the tub and they tip it over. All the water pours out. There's no TC. Like he's just yeah. gone. It's like, where did he go? Um, and then and so I think after this is when the tongue thing happens, okay. I want to say. Um... Uh, so they're running away and. They find an elevator shaft, and so Sasha and Matt are, like, trying to get the elevator shaft open, and Lance is, like, holding the door away from this thing, and the thing is, like, in the, like, making faces and stuff. Yeah, I don't Uh, think Matt's actually trying to get the door open. I think he's pretty catatonic, and he's just kind of standing there. He's just standing there, so Sasha has to go help Lance hold the door, and while they're doing that, Matt just, just, like, tips over and goes down the elevator shaft and dies. Because, like... Since they have found him, he keeps talking about how, like, he's being treated and, like, doctor knows what's best and stuff like that. Like, he's yeah. saying very, like, cryptic, like, creepy things about, like, how he's being treated for whatever he has. Yeah, and he says, I think I quote, like, he says I can go home when I'm better. And I think they're talking yeah. about the doctor. So earlier you heard a story, like, one of the groundskeeper guys or whatever was telling the story about this doctor he used to work here, like, you know, in the 40s or 50s probably. And... He was really into lobotomies and was probably not a good guy. He was just doing crazy stuff. And one night there was like a patient revolt and a bunch of patients got loose and they killed him. Uh, So, I mean, I guess, I don't know. There's tons of reasons why, like, there's ghosts in this asylum, I guess. And he's probably one of them. Um, So, yeah. So, then... Then after that, they... uh... I don't think they, they don't make their oh. way down the elevator shaft, do they? I think they, they do. make so their way down to the, to the tunnel. Yeah. And like they're kind of like like they're just like hopeless at this point. Mm-hmm. They're like we're stuck here, like and so they like sit down and just like sleep for a little bit. And this is the uh, first time is... I was like, please let this be the end of the movie, and it wasn't. <laughs> yeah. Um. This is kind of one of the weaker parts where uh some smoke shows up and the smoke apparently take sasha away <laughs> yeah this fog because this is like there's still like one of the cameras installed so a lot of this that you're seeing is just the footage from the cameras that have been installed in some of these rooms and so you just see this fog fill the screen and then when it leaves sasha's go- sasha's gone 
and it's just Lance there by himself. Uh, and then, you know, he's upset, but like, whatever. And then there's a scene where he has this big metal pole and he fucking demolishes a rat. Like, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm sure no animals were harmed in the making of this movie, but it looks fucking real where this was a rat and all of a sudden it's flat by this stick and then he just grabs it and starts eating it raw because, you know, they've been there for a while and are starving. Yeah. Uh, so that's disgusting. Um, and then... I think it fades to black again. And I'm like, oh, please be done. And then it wasn't done. And then he gets up again and he's like, oh, look, there's a door here now. So he goes through the door and he's like in an operating room where it's Dr. Doctor Lobotomy, dude, like giving some lobotomy. And I don't know. What is he, he like, like? He's like, you're he sure. Like knocks something? something over by accident. Yeah. And they all like look at him. Yeah. And like, he's like, shit. And like, he looks down again and he looks back up and they're right in front of him and they do the black eyes black mouth like opening yeah um and i want to say that's the end of the movie that's and they the kind of movie. it's like implied that like he's about to get a little bottom me yeah it's like what the yeah. um so like i like this movie for a lot of reasons like there are issues with it yeah but like these scares like with the tongue the severed tongue thing mm-hmm. the arm room is one of my favorite scenes in like all yeah of it's really movies. cool it's a really cool scene. Like it, it's like something out of like Silent Hill almost. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like the aspect of like the asylum is like possessed in its own way, where it's changing constantly. Like when they're making up the stairs, you're like, "All right, this is it. Like they're gonna get out up yeah. here." And they round that corner, and it's just a brick wall, and you're like, "Oh, fuck." Yeah, and and at one point, one of them has a compass, and you can just see the compass is going crazy, going all directions, because, like, stuff just keeps changing in the hospital. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, like, I understand it's got its flaws, but, like, I really do love this movie. Um, Now, I will say, Grave Encounters Part (laughs) 2. If you thought this movie was weird, that movie is, like, batshit crazy. So the idea is there's, like, this teenager who gets obsessed with this movie oh okay and it goes oh, metal hold on, where like... hold on can we go back for just a second let's go real back real quick so grave encounters at the very beginning there's this producer guy and he's like hey i work for the network here's the thing grave encounters was this reality tv show that was being filmed they had five episodes it was going great this is the footage we eventually recovered from the sixth episode. Uh, this yeah. is not a movie. This is all real. Uh, we didn't change the footage at all. We just edited it for time. So this, what you're seeing was the live footage from this reality TV show. So, yeah. Okay, go ahead. Uh, and so like in part two, it goes really meta where like this teenager is obsessed with this and like wants mm-hmm. to know more and like has like a sit down interview with that same reality oh, yeah. that guy. And it's like, like what happened to them like really and he's like kid it's just a it's just a fake movie like it's not real like what are you and he's like no like these are real people like he like holds up like an actual like uh, driver's license of lance's he like goes and visits lance's mom and like she's like a crooky old lady and she's all like oh my son's still alive he talks to me every day and he's like oh really like how he's like and she's like, oh, through the telephone and like points at like, I think the washing machine. Like it's <laughs> batshit crazy. And so like they end up going into the asylum, him and like 
three of his friends, I want to say. Yeah. Uh, and they find Lance. Oh, wow. And, like, Lance is like, oh, hey, what's up, guys? Like, I'm, just here, I'm still filming. I've been doing this filming thing. And, like, I think it's, like, a five-year gap. Oh, wow. In between the time span. Uh, and so, like, what you find out is, like, so the asylum is, like, a demon gateway. Okay. And, like, Lance is, like, serving whatever entity is in there now. Okay. And so, like, he's, like, he's, like, oh, hey, I brought you some sacrifices. Yeah. Um. And, and like, he's got, like, a scar from where he got his lobotomy. Yeah. Uh, Although I feel like a so good the, lobotomy, you don't end up with a scar. They go in through the eye, and you can't even tell. Oh, so, well, But, I mean, whatever. Not that, not that old school guy. <laughs> um, I want to say the second movie ends where the teenager ends up killing lance and taking his role as like oh. this like yeah demon feeder kind of guy okay um very fucking crazy movie uh <laughs> but yeah uh, uh, i just thought it was funny that like we both picked movies that had part twos that like yeah. drastically different like just <laughs> well i don't think the um, descent two is too different i mean they go back in the cave it's the same same okay, premise really um uh, i mean yeah it's the same premise it's just like I feel like the the first movies in both these movies are like distinct and yeah. like the second one just kind of go off the rails a little bit because like the second descent movie from what I read like doesn't have that same like claustrophobic feel. It's more about the monsters yeah, from what probably. I read. Um, and like with Grave Encounters two, like it's very meta where like yeah. oh we know it's a fake movie and like we're gonna use that to our advantage. I'm sorry you didn't like it as much because yeah. I really enjoyed the descent. Uh, no, I got to pick other movies for you to watch. Apparently, I just you know me and my short attention span. Like I need action. I need stuff happening to really Reasonable. keep me engaged. Uh, I like the idea behind this. I like the idea of going into the asylum and it trapping them, it changing, it doing all that stuff. Uh, and like I said, like the scare stuff was really cool. It was just like I don't know. There just wasn't enough. There for are me. moments. Yeah, that camera scene as I was watching it the other night, I was like. Oh God, this is very slow. Oh, it's been twenty minutes. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, I, I feel bad for Sam. <laughs> yeah, um, I, was, I know. But what nitpick I have with the descent? Yeah. How are you not going to tell Holly that this girl lost a kid, and then she brings up kids? Yeah. Like, how are you how are you not going to preface that? Like, hey, just a record. Like a year ago, she lost her husband and child don't bring up kids and she's like oh one of these days i'm gonna have some babies it's like whoa yeah like don't do that it, like, that's fuck. that's a that's a friend foul right there they really should have told her so that was that was not cool but also where were they because uh, i swear they kept saying the u.s but then yeah. they all had pretty british no, no, no. accents yeah no they like they were like from scotland or something but they came to the u.s so at the beginning it said oh, they, they came were in the, to the u.s yeah okay. it said they were in the appalachian mountains and so like the car had like okay. a north carolina plate so yeah they were, they were somewhere in 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 that area okay so, that makes sense then okay yes i was just very confused because they all had british accents but then they were talking about how they were in the u.s and i was like i'm no, so yeah because i think like Beth was bitching about how like Juno dragged them way the fuck over here to come do You're this. You're right. Thing. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, The Descent. We both agree it's a fantastic movie. The Terrifier. Great encounters. Oh, Terrifier. <laughs> Terrifier. One of us thinks. It's One a of great us movie. thinks it's a great movie. One of us thinks, meh. 
Uh, still, I'd say, I would say the Terrifier over Grave Encounters, uh, just because it's reasonable. There's more going on there, and it keeps your interest yeah. better. I mean, it has its faults, but it's it's definitely entertaining. Uh, I would say more than Grave Encounters. Poor Grave Encounters. Still, still one of my favorite movies. To go back and watch. I think I've watched it. I, if you if we had chosen to watch it for this podcast, I probably still would have watched it this year um, because. <laughs> It's just part of the ritual. Like I watched that movie in high school, and it was like two in the morning, and the arm, the arm room mm-hmm. scene freaked me the fuck out. Um, <laughs> I was kind of like, yeah. I was like, man, is Cody gonna watch this and be like, hmm, I should reevaluate what I thought of this? But no, no, he still likes it. So good for you, man. Good for you, sticking with what you love. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. I think. Do you have any other closing thoughts on any of our movies? Um, I'm glad we did this because I, I yeah. really enjoyed the descent. Yeah. Um, I think we should do this every year for Halloween. I mean, I think, new... I think next year you're going to know a little bit better about what I kind of yeah. like. And maybe you'll throw me a bone and have something a little more action yeah, I'll, I'll, for me. Yeah, I got you next time. <laughs> okay. um, I'm going to pick a real but, uh... bad movie next time for you. <laughs> um... <laughs> But I would like the listeners and the viewers at home, uh, let us know what you thought about this. Like, did you enjoy this kind of just freeform us running over movies we enjoyed? Yeah. Um, and if you have that, a that... horror movie that you particularly love, let us know. And we'll tell you if we think it's a thumbs up or a thumbs down. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Maybe. 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 I mean, if, if the if they tell us a movie and then I read the summary and it sounds really boring, I'm not going to watch it. No offense. <laughs> I've got, you know, I just I'm so tired of watching bad movies. No, they're not really bad. They're just like, I just I'm not super engaged. And there's other stuff I want to do with my time. So, so we'll see. Like play video games, dude. I have so many video games to play. So same. Um, spoiler alert or like early warning. Uh, on the next video game podcast, I'm going to talk about a game that is very much like Grave Encounters. <laughs> Ooh, I'm excited. I didn't care for it. <laughs> oh god, no. You just don't like you just don't like paranormal investigating movies and video games apparently, Sam. <laughs> Actually, don't I I don't like the paranormal activity movies. Period. Like I feel like I feel like the paranormal Hard activity foul. is like the least interesting type of horror. Like I like to see what I'm scared of. Like I don't want to mm-hmm. just see things moving on their own. Like I want to see something scary, you know? Okay. You're not reasonable. You like the, the monster aspect of horror movies. Yes. Like or monster like... is a loose term. Like a, you like to see like and an, the entity that's yes. scaring or causing yeah. horror. Exactly. All right. Yeah. I like the first two paranormal activities. After that, they kind of downhill real quick. Yeah, I don't think I watched past the first one. So uh, second one's actually pretty good because like there's still that like story going on with like the sister. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a real fuck creepy scene where this girl gets dragged like downstairs. Like first off, down like a like diagonal stairs. And then dragged through a kitchen and then down a basement. And I was like, oh, shit. Is, oh, there, some, is there some fingernails getting tore up in that scene? I would assume so. Like I would assume 100%. so, but. Uh. Yeah. Um, but yeah. 
I don't, I don't mind paranoid twitches. It's fine. It's fine. You like your ghosty stuff. It's cool. It's a good yeah. thing about horror. There is something for everyone. So. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, I think we're going to wrap it up there. So just the normal housekeeping. Actually, let's just throw this in here because when this is coming out, uh, Extra Life will not have happened yet. So we will be streaming for Extra Life November 2nd and 3rd. Maybe even the fourth. Also, who knows what we're going to do? We're working it out. Uh, but we'll have lots of video games going on. We're teaming with Bitch Team Alpha and Sirens of Scream and our friend Megs, who may or may not one day make the No Undies Sundays podcast. Uh, it's in high demand. But uh, so we'll have that going on. You can go to geekheartgames.com slash extra life to donate. And we'll be posting on social media as we get closer to those dates, uh, the schedule and the plan for what we're going to be doing. Um... You can follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Geekart Games. Our Twitch is at twitch.tv slash Geekart Games. We've got... Did I do it right? You almost did it. You almost did it. GeekartGames.com. I, I just... That's, we, got, we, have, we have to say Geekart Games too many times in this little thing. Yeah. So uh, we've got GeekartGames.com slash YouTube for our videos, including our Two Guardians series. And you can join our Discord at GeekartGames.com slash Discord. You can buy a shirt at geekartgames.com slash shirts. I'm at S-K-S-U-V-A-K. Cody? I am at Comic Cody. All right. Until next time, I hope you find something that scares you. Cody, take it away. We're just two geeks who heart horror. Dun-dun-dun-dun. Dun-dun.